the Toy Māori Art Market's going to be at the TSB Arena on the waterfront in Wellington. It's on the 14th of November and runs through to Sunday the 16th. It's a gathering and a celebration. Although we, we talk about it as being a chance for collectors to come in and buy, what we're really creating is a context and an environment which says that we are part of this country. This is a representation of us as a living contemporary society called Māori. I'm always um, intrigued by watching the faces of non-Māori when they come into the event. They walk in the door and the look of wonder on their faces as they try and put together words like Māori and market and their expectations are absolutely smashed because when they walk in there's nothing but shock and awe. And I like that. One of the great kuiers for Toi Māori was Te Aue Davis. And I just look at them and I just say, Te Aue. <laughs> te Aue o Tatangata. One of the aspects of Māori market that I enjoy most is how there are real tiers of Māori art being presented. So you have the Wānanga students right through to university, right through to established artists like Fred Graham. Uh, I think one year I saw Michael Parikofai on the in the entrance as I walked in, and I like seeing that because that's like that's what a whānau is like, right? <laughs> you have the tuakana you have all those relationships going yeah. on all the time. I, I like that, and that was really us being able to access someone like Bob Yankee and say to him, "Contact your mates. Here's a gallery, and let's see what you can do." But really. If you can knock our socks off with your gallery, then that's exactly what your job is. So getting in people like Michael Parekofai and Shane Cotton, Peter Robinson, those that have a real standing within mainstream uh, Parkia institutions is always important. It's a chance for them to um, restate that this is the culture I come from. And they don't feel shy about that. They bring their works in quite joyfully to say, of course I'll put my works in here. I guess, though, for the artistic echelon of New Zealand, they would be critical of how Wānanga students are showing alongside the more established artists. Yeah, well, it's our story. We're the Maoris. It's our story. Um, I hope they come along because one of the realities is that if you select out um, Māori artists and place them within those what I would call more Western or Pākehā institutions, they have to speak to that audience. Uh, with Toi Māori Art Market, we want people to walk in there and see from the context of the culture where these works fit. Whether they're young artists who are just coming through the art schools or whether they're more senior um, artists, is to say that that's what you would find in a whareinui. You'll see the work of the master and the student side by side. In creating the carvings in a whareinui, the practice was always that the student would work alongside the master. And the closer you could get of those two works representing each other, the better chance there would be that when he graduated, he could then branch out and create his new forms. So that's what you get in the art schools where... They have young students that will copy their tutors for a period of time. Eventually they break free, and it's when they burst free is when we want to be there to support them and encourage them because not long after they graduate, that popularity becomes um, overworked. And there are things that happen in dealer galleries where they get priced beyond the market, 
where the student now costs more than the actual master to purchase their works. And so that creates conflict within the market. And for many of the young artists, they are popular when they graduate, but eventually they get moved to the stockroom. And then eventually they get dropped by the dealer gallery because it no longer provides the income stream that the dealer gallery needs to survive. Dealer galleries have been going through some hard times in the last five years. And when I was first approached about the Maori art market, one of the commentators said to me, oh, Gary, you guys should now select the best of the toy Māori art market and take it to the Auckland Art Fair. And my response was, why would I do that? Those have been the very institutions and the structures that have kept our artists out of the forefront, and you want us to now go and tap on the back door? No. We'll invite them to come along and see that if we work together, we can actually take the art of this country, which includes Māori art, and we can take it to the world. And Gary, there's also been the emergence of what I would call like um, the gallery, the galleries, but they're more like shops. So, and what I've noticed over the years, uh, their presence has become a bit more visible at Māori Market, but there also seems to be a certain thing around trend. So you tend to see the same kind of work appearing in those galleries, and I guess that's all part of that commercial drive, isn't it? Yes. That's mainly the design shops, and this year it's only the Poi Room, the only ones that we actually invited in. So they're coming from Auckland, and they'll represent more that design um, design for the home. Uh, there are a lot of homeowners, certainly in Wellington, where you've got a whole lot of people who live now in apartments with... Not a lot of wall space, got huge picture windows so they can gaze out on the harbour. So they don't have many choices, so they're very selective about what works they will buy. And they will select works that may be smaller and be um, highly refined painted works or even prints so that they can change them for the price of a print. You can have a change in your in your home that you can't do if you invest a large amount of money in a in a large uh, painted piece. So I, I can understand why that's been a big shift. The other one is that as New Zealanders become increasingly international, they have international guests who visit their homes. When someone comes into your home and they're from overseas, you actually want to lay out the things that talk about you and where you come from. So having examples of New Zealand art and Maori art is something that makes a clear statement to a visitor. If you were living overseas or had been posted overseas as one of the diplomats or anything else, you would like the visitors, the business people that come into your office to look around and say, aha, I'm talking to someone from another country because their visual language, the language of their art, is different to if you visited my country. And I think that's important. We saw in the 70s the rise of the Aboriginal art phenomenon and that there were many of the corporates that moved in and, and grabbed and purchased huge canvases of Aboriginal artists' works. Those works took off all over the world and became hugely collectible. When the rest of Australia saw that, there was a big rush to purchase and to emulate what had happened internationally. So that's the reason why Toy Māori likes to engage with other international art, Aboriginal art fairs, the Hawaiian art fair, 
the Native American art fair, they'll be sending their representatives over for the Maori art market because they've got two, uh, two agenda really. One is to see what we're up to and make sure that they're ahead of us. Or if they can't, then to broker a deal whereby they can give us two of their artists and we'll give them two of ours. That may be quite problematic. So I know that over that period of time of the Maori art market, I'll be talking to those other festival people, the other ones that run art markets for Indigenous people, and just seeing how we can work together. There are many uh, Maori artists that are represented by other art galleries based in Canada and the States, though, aren't there? Yes. The reason why we focus on inviting this year um, the Spirit Wrestler Gallery director, Nigel Redding, Nigel's been coming here every time. He always comes and supports. He speaks articulately about the artist he represents. And so we're inviting him again to, to come and just be our guest. One of the realities is that we need those offshore um, platforms to start promoting our art. But each of those galleries has a limitation on how many artists they can take and the nature of the work that they can sell to their constituency. Our role is to try and find other venues, not just in Vancouver, but in Portland, Seattle, San Francisco, Los Angeles, who will consistently sell the work of uh, Māori artists and will make sure that they um, help to expand the knowledge of what uh, contemporary Māori art is. If we can secure similar galleries in Australia and up through to Japan, then we'll certainly work on that as well. Now, Gary, we're sitting within the premises of the Toy Māori offices in Wellington and we are surrounded by art. Has your own taste in art changed over the years? Um, not not really. Um, you know what I you find, like. well, one of the interesting things is we're working with a group of Māori curators who work in the contemporary field. So we, we just make it possible for them to come together. So it's an airfare. Um, they organise their own agenda. They organise their own programme of what they do when they get together. One of the great thrills of that is the diversity of what a Māori person will curate as an art exhibition. There are those who still curate shows that I feel comfortable with, the, the paintings, the sculptures, the carvings, the jewellery. But then there's another group who are really keen on, um, on film, the use of film within contemporary art. And they recently had one of their meetings in Auckland and did a short list of artists that their ideal contemporary Maori art show would contain and I looked down the list and I only recognised one name and so I instantly got onto Google to check out who these artists were and the nature of what they were doing. That's exciting. It's fantastic because one of the jobs of those curators is that they must keep their eye on who's coming through as well as knowing what's gone on before and that may be disappointing for some of the senior artists because they very rarely would get a chance to show unless it's a major retrospective and so few actually get a retrospective opportunity. During Maori Market, I've actually encouraged those curators to come, meet the artists, talk to them and just see how they work together because that collaboration within Maoridom is really important. 
I don't think you see a lot of that collaboration across the rest of the art field where it's very competitive and that once um, you get a run with people collecting your works, you drive it for as long as you possibly can because eventually uh, the prices of your work just go too high and people will instead wait till it comes back through the second-hand market, which is through the auction houses. Um, a number of those artists that went through at a really good price as young artists are now appearing in the auction houses because these they're not as good works. They're some of the earlier works, sure, but they're actually not as good. And so they are coming up at auction because people want to trade up. They want to get one of the latest works if they possibly can. So why hold one which is admittedly earlier, but it's not as good as the painter is actually creating now? Gary Nicholas, no tauranga moa, nga iwi o tauranga moa, me tainui, me taranaki whanui.